Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, we wanted to acknowledge and sympathize with the Jewish community following the recent attack on Israel. We recognize that this has deeply affected many in the hobby who are Jewish. And in place of our usual pre-show banter, we'd like to take a moment of silence to recognize this difficult moment in time. There's an Adam. Oh, it's a one-on-one. Someone call for a doctor? Always entertaining, accidentally informative. We're bringing nostalgia and camaraderie to the hobby. That's Tim. I'm Chad. This is Pack to the Future Podcast, Season 2, Episode 35. The sports card investor is opening a mega shop, Tim. Mega, huh? Ooh, baby. (laughs) We are going to tell you everything about this card shop in case you haven't heard, but also we have the reaction from the hobby. Really, there are people on both sides of the story. You're going to want to stick around so that you can listen to that reaction. Tim, Mm -hmm. feels like it's been a couple weeks since we've recorded. Amazing how that goes. It's just so weird. (laughs) Time is such a bizarre thing, which is why we are packed to the future. And Mm. I have to say this. Tim, you did a really good job on that opening music. Thanks. You know, not the flutes, but the actual opener. Mm. Um, The missus and I, we were watching a show last night. I think only Murderers in the Building or something on Hulu. Mm -hmm. And we both get so excited and like start dancing around a little bit when that music comes on. I don't know if you've seen that show. But we were talking about the importance of a theme song to a show. Like You did a really good job with that. And I haven't told you that lately. So good job. Thanks. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, you guys can find us everywhere that you can find podcasts, Apple, Spotify. And of course, if you get a chance, hop on over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a five-star rating and Mm. write us a nice review. We would greatly appreciate that. Tim, we got a lot, I think, on the weekly update. Should we get into it? Absolutely. Let's do it. All right. Well, I'm going to lead the way. I've got a potpourri of things. We'll build up actually into the card world. Listener birthday over the past week in our group chat, Dan from Dan's Card Account. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday. Turning the ripe age of 29. I don't know if that's true, but I made that up. (laughs) That's a safe age for most people in our demographic, I believe. You know, Dan, at one point a couple years ago, had sent us a lovely Lithuanian tort from the bakery he works at. Mm -hmm. Delicious. And he may be advertising those torts here in the future for upcoming holiday season, if you will. 
Fair enough. Yep. Of course, if you ever wanted to try one of those delicious ones, you can let us know. We get you in contact with him. But interestingly, when I was contacting him about what he had in mind for this, Uh-oh. he mentioned something that he had sent the show several torts, plural, uh-huh. in the past. Yeah. The show. Uh-huh. Tim, where are those things going? Oh, come on. I cut you a slice before. A slice <laughs> before. The singular and plural. I know I'm not good at the, <laughs> at the language thing. <laughs> However, your choice of verbiage uh-huh. and mine were very specific there. That's fair, but I, I am the show or part of the show. <laughs> you are the show. No. Tim, you really, uh, we're going to need you for the next 30 minutes here. If you just go ahead and pull that foot out of your mouth, that would be lovely. <laughs> but uh, hey, Tim, how about next time one comes our way? Why don't we cut that thing open together? Huh? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I missed those crumbs already. <laughs> Do you have one in your freezer right now? I don't. Don't lie to me, Tim. I will walk over here during the show and go check for myself if I have to. Uh, The fiance and I definitely enjoyed one of the smaller ones that he sent recently. They're just flat out delicious. I don't know how to explain it. Fresh out of the freezer, fresh out of the fridge. It doesn't matter. Yeah, they really are good. Mm. But also in our hobby community from our group chat, Jeff coming up with a new job. That's wonderful. So congrats, Jeff. It's always exciting times. Yeah. To kind of explore some of these happy, positive things that are happening, especially in difficult times. Absolutely. Speaking of our group chat, this group chat originated from, I believe, our Secret Santa season one. Yeah, that's how it started, I think. That Secret Santa usually comes up around the holiday season, Christmas time. Hmm. Hmm. I think maybe people should start looking at their calendars and perhaps telling their significant others and families that they got to keep that calendar clear. Mm-hmm. Do we need to do like save the date cards? I think maybe we do. Oh, cards would be... I, I see what you did there. I was like, why don't we just tell people we have a podcast? But it is a sports card podcast. Uh, How many of those would we have to send out? Like, I don't it would be, know. It would be silly. I think... Yeah, on, on the air announcement should be good enough. But like yeah, that. we need to plan that. Yep. Okay, so some actual things that happened to us over the last week and a half. My back is still an issue, Tim. Yeah, I'm sorry. I am wrecked. I uh, went in for an MRI this week. And I asked our group chat what they thought the diagnosis would be. And just as you would expect, (laughs) no one comes up with (laughs) any sort of sympathy for old man Chad over here who can no longer run. I thought you were 29 anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Running's been my jam. It's been my identity for the last five years. Can't do it. And you know what people have to say? We got a message that someone guessed, oh, you're old. Someone said, oh, you're 40. And then one particular fan, no, not fan, friend, (laughs) sent an x-ray photo of a wedged right up someone's rectum and said, hey, (laughs) solved it. (laughs) I hate you guys. I hate you. (laughs) I have herniated discs everywhere. (laughs) I have arthritis everywhere. I cannot run. I hate you all. I mean, it was a very, very reasonable guess as to why he can't run. I went over and showed it to Sarah. It's yeah. like, Sarah, look at this. She's like, well, you asked for it. <laughs> like, All right, thanks, son. Fair enough. It did make me laugh, which in turn yeah. hurt my back even more. So that was great. Yeah, good job, guys. Uh, Tim, while in Disneyland this past week, you and I did get together and open up that Toy Story Kakawao hotbox. Mm-hmm. I did not do a good job of planning time. We had a whole group party for my wife's surprise birthday party. I couldn't talk about it on the air in case she listened to it. That is also the reason, Tim, I've had no money to buy cards over the last six months. Understandable. I've said that I'm buying off, paying off other things, but I haven't been. It's been saving for that. So nonetheless, we got together. 
I had the worst old fashioned I've ever had in my entire life. You <laughs> was, can attest to it that. It was truly awful. That was awful. It was right? awful. It was like a $30 old fashioned, yeah. too. It was just <laughs> awful. But nonetheless, we got together for that and opened up that box. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I know. Not something you typically associate with a Disneyland trip. But no. Yeah. We didn't hit anything massive, mm-hmm. but your daughter got to open up a few packs and your fiance, yep. and we all sat around the table opening them. Yeah. Kind of had some cool stuff from Kakawell there. Yeah. I mean, it's just such a nice product, though. I mean, those cards are just gorgeous. They are. They're a bit glossy, but they still mm-hmm. hold up well. They don't seem like they were scratched. They have inserts. They have rare, super rare, the, the whole bit that you would expect from TCG type cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, very nice. If you're a Toy Story fan or a Disney fan, I would encourage you to go check out these boxes. I think that box is available for under $100. Yeah, you can't beat that. No, They grade really well in SGC slabs, mm-hmm. which are cheap too. So that was fun. Okay, so the potpourri, I think for me, comes to an end with an actual real-life card. Of course, not sports-related because that has just not been my jam over the last couple of months. I did make one eBay purchase. Mm-hmm. WWE Revolution. It's kind of been my thing. Another Galactic of The Undertaker this time around. Oh, okay. There's an insert within the Revolution kind of base set, I guess. I'm not explaining that well. Um, it's called Stargazing. It's not an actual insert. It's just a mm-hmm. set within the base set. Yeah. And it was a Galactic. I got it for really cheap. Very excited about it. That came in the mail and added that to my Galactic collection. Very cool. So that was a wide variety of things, Tim. I think that was my week that was, unless yeah. you, you've been with me for a large portion of that. You and I hung yeah. out at a cabana at the pool at Disneyland. <laughs> that was nice. That yeah, was a lot of that's, fun. That's an escape from reality. <laughs> and maybe you're going to talk about that in your weekly update. We're flipping through the channels in this cabana, guys. And it's a hot <laughs> Saturday. Like, we were not going in the park. It was 90 plus degrees in there. And I'm just flipping. Tim grabs the remote out of my hand. He's like, we need to watch this game. Oh, you gave me the choice to watch whatever I wanted. You ripped it right out of my hand. <laughs> <laughs> and you said, we need to watch this game. It's, I forget what baseball game it was, but there were two outs in the bottom of the fourth inning. And you're like, we need this out right now. I'm like, what? Like, it's, <laughs> it's the middle of the game. And you had like the under mid, like through five innings of a baseball mm-hmm. game of game one. Yeah. I think it was the Phillies Braves. It was brave. In yeah. the middle of your Disney trip. Yeah, so. <laughs> and you won. You won the bet. <laughs> I did. No, no last minute heroics to screw me on that one this time. But that was the start of a really fantastic heater this week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came back from retirement proudly and said, you know, screw this. I'm giving this one more good go. I had previously just been wagering on house money, so to speak, and uh, completely evened out after a really bad run. Uh, law of averages, right? I mean, that's expected with sports betting that you're basically going to be at 50, uh, even like 52% long-term is considered really good. Um, but yeah, it was like, nope, I'm not going to accept this for an end result and took another stab at it. And here we are. Um, I hit a couple player props um, for football specifically that I was texting you about. You'd, and I'm sorry I didn't yeah, respond to no, that. I was good. in the middle of something. It could have been like my MRI night, but this is absurd. Are you going to no. tell people this? Yeah, the odds are insane if you guess the correct uh, f- player to score the first touchdown of each game. We're talking like plus 2,300, plus 600, you know, I mean, like really good odds if you get it right. Dumb it down for people. So like yeah. they win six times their money right. or 23 times their exactly. money. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. And I was throwing, you know, 300 to $500 bets at these things. And DJ Moore was like, nah, he's due, right? You know, one of Justin Fields' favorite targets. They were talking about revamping their offense. First TD. Boom. Yeah. You are such a hypocrite. How many times have we had this DJ Moore discussion? I try and hype up TJ Moore in the offseason, and you crap all over me. He's not a true first wide receiver option. 
<laughs> yeah, except for when he has 80 touchdowns in a game and you're betting $500 on him to score the first touchdown and you hit it. You know, sometimes you just have to set aside your heart and your feeling about your own personal team to make the true objective decision that he was due for the first score. So nobody was banking on that and the odds were spectacular. So it was like, if he scores, I'm going to make $5,000. And you did. And I did. Yeah. When you do this, and I'm sorry to interrupt you, how many players are you wagering on to hit that first touchdown? Like, are you betting on everyone? No, you have to keep it. It's actually kind of complicated because you don't want to wager too much so that if even one of your hits hits, you know, you, you want to make money. You don't want to lose money on those whole bets. Otherwise, there's no reason, right? Sure. So DJ Moore was like the longest odds of the three players I put, you know, and so, um, yeah, you just sprinkle it around. I usually pick about three, you know, okay. you're either going to be right or wrong and you got to be comfortable expecting to lose those bets. But when they hit, I mean, massive paydays. And I had three of them this week. <laughs> that's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well done. Thanks. So that's been fun. So hopefully some card purchase, part card purchases coming up soon. But you know, responsible Tim's always at odds with Junkie Tim. Here we are. This week's still positive too. So we'll see where this week ends. I think responsible Tim's buried in the backyard if you're doing first player <laughs> touchdown prop bets. <laughs> But what do I know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been fun, though. Um, part of that fun, too, was... Um, <laughs> you're going to crap me, crap on me for this one, too. Um, I sent off that Justin Fields immaculate uh, rookie patch auto to consignment. Yeah. And after that game where he threw three touchdown passes to DJ Moore, I messaged them real quick because it was already listed on eBay. and was like, can you guys unlist this one and send it back to me? So, uh, yeah, I'm taking an $8 hit um, and <laughs> getting that they card They did back. it? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Do you care to mention which consignment group or oh, should D- you not? Yeah, sure. DC Sports 87. No kidding. Yeah, their customer service is surprisingly responsive. You know, they kind of pride themselves on responding within about 24 hours if wow. possible. Wow. They did it. I didn't expect them to. I mean, they consign thousands of cards every week. So I don't know how they keep track of it, but they do. So why? Why did you ask for the card back? Be honest. So my expected return on that was around $400 because one sold for about $450 on eBay. And I was like, well, okay, I'm willing to eat the possible $300 after like consignment fees and just keep this card, you know, and it's like, it's worth it, I guess, if Justin Fields keeps So you're keeping this way. Yeah. Keeping the card. That's the plan. All right. Yeah, you know how my plans go. I know. That's the plan. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that you did that or could do that. Yeah, so there you go. All right. Mm-hmm. That's about my week. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, it's a pretty exciting week. Yeah. Now we have to go back to work. Yeah, but at least we get to stop and podcast. That's yeah. nice. All right, Tim. Well, before we get into the main segment here, let's remind people about our website. It used to contain a blog. It no longer does. But pttfpodcast.com is your source where you can listen to these wonderful podcasts. And of course, check out all of our hobby affiliate links and discount codes as well. Like to remind people about Zion cases, which really have been flying off the shelves. And we can't thank you guys enough for using the promo code PACK to get 10% off your order. Some of that comes right back our way. We get a notification every time you do that. Mm-hmm. Our phones have just been lighting up, and so we really appreciate that. Of course, our eBay affiliate link for any time that you shop and see a Justin Fields Immaculate RPA that was once on eBay and no longer <laughs> is, if you go click on that eBay affiliate link first, shop is planned. It's no charge to you, mm-hmm. but a little comes back to us, and we greatly appreciate that as well. Uh, we do. All right, Tim, anything else we should mention with the website? No, I think you hit it. Yeah. All right. That sounds right. good. There you go. Step into the world of power, loyalty, 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tim, I am very excited about this main event. You should be. I think that this is going to be quite the conversation starter. We're going to roll this out in two segments. We're going to be informative, and then we're going to talk a little bit about the hobby response to this. Yeah. That's much more fun. I agree. <laughs> Tim, over the past week, sports card investor on social media made a major announcement stating that they are going to fundamentally change the hobby Ooh. by building a $3 million card shop in the Atlanta area. <sighs> Impressive. Mm-hmm. Cards HQ, as it will be known, will be a 14,000 square foot card shop located near Brave Stadium opening early in 2024. As described through a YouTube video that you can find a link to on cardshq.com, they hope to have several different functions that really should make this be a standout card shop in the nation, if not the entire world, including what they call an endless sea of showcases where their goal is to be, quote, overwhelming as soon as you walk into the shop. Yeah based off the number of showcases that you see. Mm. They were really high on these vertical display cases. They were, yeah. Uh, In Japan, I believe, was the inspiration. Right, and I like them. I mean, that's my big gripe against display cases, right? You'll have like two or three tiers, and you're sitting there like, okay, the top tier is very easily, you know, accessible and viewable. Then you have to do this weird, awkward squat, like, you know, grabbing your pants and shorts to like bend over. And, and look at cards, but, you know, that, that second shelf, you know, that's that's hard to view. The bottom shelf's even worse if you have back problems. I do! Yeah, there you go. So, um, I like the vertically stood up cards um, in a vertical stand. You can actually walk by and just take a look. With their goal of having kind of an endless sea of these, I think that will be a sight to be seen. But that's not all, Tim. Mm. Several other features will be a part of this 14,000 square foot card shop. They also state that they will be buying all the time and are openly advocating right now for you to sell them your entire collection. They want to be the biggest buyers in the hobby. This will be interesting. I've been in the card shop, um, our LCS, when our previous owner was um, getting, I don't want to say confronted, but you know, um, approached by uh, people with boxes of cards that they've suddenly come across and their family's garage and their basement, you know, from the 70s or 80s, usually 80s and early 90s of just the junk wax baseball. And they're just thoroughly appalled by the fact that the prices are not what they expect. So this will be interesting, right? Because, you know, this could be actually a customer dissatisfier, I think, especially for those that are visiting or like don't really know the hobby that well and are wanting to offload their cards. 
I could see this being like a really frustrating experience for both sides. So I don't know that it's a feature necessarily. So it'll be interesting to see what they do. That really isn't. Let's expand upon that for just a second. So let's kind of deviate and explore that a little bit. I think that obviously we don't know what their main drive is. We can kind of sense that based on what they're building. Mm -hmm. However, from what I have seen, it doesn't appear as though this would be something to bring new people into the hobby. Maybe Mm -hmm. the experience of it, Mm -hmm. but not people who have that. Right. And their target is not necessarily to take those people and draw them into the hobby to be bigger hobby players because of that exact thing. That's fair. I mean, I I believe you'd be targeting like the more modern, ultra modern collector, right? Where these cars can be bought and flipped for, you know, 20, 30% margins if you play it right. Or even people who just know what they're doing to give them a better experience. And that's how I interpreted reading through this and seeing this. But let's continue with the shop knowledge itself. Trade zones. Yeah. Kind of interesting from their YouTube video, they mentioned that they're going to have like a kid's trade zone, but also trade zones open for adults that will be open at all times. Yeah. I think that one could be a little bit tricky to promote. Yeah. I guess it kind of just depends on the vibe of the people in there, but I like that that's in concept and in theory that that will be there. It's an option. I mean, at the national, we saw the impromptu trade nights or afternoons just, you know, pop up unexpectedly and people just, you know, once you hit critical mass, like there's just this different buzz, you know, people are very interested in trading and seeing other people's collections. So to have that space for that to happen organically, I mean, it could be fun. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a breaking arena. Yeah. Six different breaking, almost like cabanas that they talked about along the outside. And I don't know if you can rent these out or if they're going to have their own hired staff do this. I thought that was interesting. Um, I'm curious about how well that is going to go given the current state of the hobby. Mm-hmm. If those things are going to be constantly full or not. But it's interesting. Well, TV's lining the place so you can watch these breaks. They're also going to have almost like a lounge type area mm-hmm. that they likened to a sports bar. Really yeah. to just be an entire experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the arena had like a stadium seating for like uh, maybe three rows of people to sit down. And the, the table looks suspiciously like the final table at the World Series of Poker in right. terms of shape and design. But the hope is that, you know, I think uh, patrons go up and uh, if they're willing to break open their boxes that they've purchased or have and uh, for other people to view that experience, not necessarily like a, an actual breaker breaking, I think. Right. So, yeah. So, so far, that's about the gist of it. Again, go check it out on CardsHQ.com. We did reach out to Jeff, and this is an idea that I think, Tim, I bounced off you just a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. I shot him a message on Instagram very last minute saying, like, hey, would you come join us? And, of course, he, he's got, like, a full team for this, right? It's sure. not like you and yeah. I responding on Instagram. So, um, we did try. I did not try very hard to, uh-huh. to have him on. But with that being said, before this podcast ever started, yeah, when you, Esquire, and I, would sit around and have conversations about cards. We would BS about stuff like this, Tim, uh-huh. about this exact concept. Yep. I like it. The only yeah. thing that's missing are arcade games, but that's just the nostalgic, <laughs> you know, 80s, 90s part of me. There should have been in a, like a little corner for that for kids, you know, if they really want people to hang out, you know, that, that would be a fun idea. And that was the original inspiration behind Junkies, you know, was like a card shop where you could hang out and have an adult beverage or two right. and um, just, you know, talk about cards, hang out, open boxes. So uh, I think this will be a really positive thing for the Atlanta area. Um, The location is spectacular. I mean, like, how smart was that just to be next to the stadium? Right. That could not have been cheap, and it does not sound like it will be cheap. There is a big but. But. People are still people. (laughs) Attached to this 
is the label sports card investor. Yep. Which is very polarizing. Yep. I will tell you my opinion here. However, I think, uh, I want to hear from the hobby. Fair enough. I guess, let me digress a little bit. Tim, you and I asked our followers here on Instagram what they thought, not only about the initial news, but then also asked them what their reaction was Mm -hmm. to the show opening. And it's no surprise here that we got a dichotomy of answers. Oh, right. I mean, it was a very interesting split. You know, the initial reactions were 27% positive, so to speak, 25% negative, and uh, about right down the middle, 48% were meh about it. Do you like, I put that in there for you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Did you vote <laughs> meh? Um, I think I voted no, actually. Oh. Yeah. Guess we'll know. find out here at the end yeah. of the segment. <laughs> but let's start with the positives, you know, from the community. We like to keep things upbeat. And um, there were some positive responses. First off, good for Jeff. Why not take a shot at doing something that can ultimately grow the hobby? I like that. Yeah. I do, too. Next, uh, I think this is super awesome. The ultimate destination card shop, which is going to be true. I mean, a lot of times I'll see people post on Facebook or social media. It's like, hey, I'm traveling to this city. Um, Do the locals have any recommendations for the card shops I should hit up? And it seems to be something that people look forward to when they visit different cities. I've done that before. You've done that. Exactly. And even I think early in season one of this show, Mm -hmm. we spoke about doing routine traveling and road trips for this exact purpose. Yeah. If people buy more Zion cases, maybe in uh, 2028, we'll have the budget for (laughs) it. (laughs) That is something we should think about again in the future. I guess we need your and my schedule to stabilize a little bit, but still something that would be very fun. And you and I can both relate to that comment. Yeah, I think that's fun. Uh, next, I think this is a super... <laughs> nope, that was a Chad reading. Um, I think this is super awesome. The ultimate destination card shop. I already said that too. That sounds about right. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah, okay. Anthony. Uh, this was the Anthony that we met at the national, the 10 year old, well wiser beyond his ear. I wasn't going to put people's names on here yeah. because I didn't tell them I was going to, but you yeah. know, he, he's kind of a legend on this show. Exactly. So, I figured we'd so have to. and he's a uh, very approachable, very friendly. And he said, this might be cool to visit, but I am concerned the prices will be heavily inflated. It's interesting. That kind of straddles the positive and negative there. Sure. And it makes an assumption. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably right. Mm. I mean, you're putting $3 million into this place. You've got to be able to pay for that a gotta little recoup. bit. Yeah. Um, Anthony is far wiser than I will ever be, so he's probably onto something here. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, from a local card shop, um, they responded by saying, I think they will introduce new technology and new ways to run a shop that others can learn from and to continue modernizing the hobby and adapting so that nobody dies. I mean, that could be an inspiration. I'm always all for that. Yeah, that's pretty positive, but... True to form, you know, there were a quarter of you out there that felt fairly negative about this. And some of you sent in specific comments about that. So I I pulled just a couple of those and, you know, there are so many more positive ones. There are many more negatives, but we obviously want to make sure that this show just doesn't run forever. Someone said, I find this guy extremely cringy, couldn't care less. (laughs) So, you know, if a shop opens in a city and nobody hears, uh, does that shop uh, exist, I guess? Here's the problem I have with that comment. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion. Yeah. Any other shop that you go to during the day, are you finding who opened the shop? And if they're cringy, you don't shop there? Mm. Just if that's a standard, you apply that standard everywhere. 
Yeah, that's true, right? I mean, I know some people have anecdotal evidence of negative experiences with uh, said local car shop owner, and that can be a detriment and a deterrent for somebody returning. Yes. But at the end of the day, like you care more about the shop than the owner, right? Like this should be kind of an independent floating ship for Jeff, I believe. It's a good point. Yeah. This guy is a hustler taking money from kids and dumbos. Oh, like Anthony, but he's not a dumbo. The person who wrote this is an extremely intelligent person. I'm not going to say their name. Okay. I don't know that I love that take. Mm. I feel that that it's broad. It is um, too grossly applied without a specific instance. Like, of course, the first year of Sports Card Investor during the boom you know, with the top five buys and then having the, mm-hmm. the independent membership where you could get those, like, that's not a good look, right? Like, that mm-hmm. is to make money. But I, I just don't know that I agree. Do we have evidence that he's taking money from kids? No. I don't think even on his uh, channel for Sports Card Investor um, is it portrayed that way. I don't know that there's been a whole lot that says that specifically. Um, on the flip side, you know, he's, he's making money somehow. Sure. Yeah, probably time. the 270,000 YouTube followers he has. Yeah, probably. And so time will tell how this shop does. Um, really interesting how excited he was and uh, for the very specific portions of the card shop uh, laid out in detail. Um, yeah, I mean, it's a nice approach and, you know, it's going to be quote unquote luxurious as far as card show card shops go uh, in terms of square footage, availability of options and, you know, events. So we'll see. Right. Tim, for our takes, just to wrap up this segment, I'll go ahead and go first while you gather your thoughts on this one. But I want to know what your thoughts are on the shop. Now, for me, this one's tricky because I am fairly certain what I'm about to say that there will be at some point either in this show or at some point in my past where I've contradicted what I'm about to say. Yep. I love the fact that, again, he's trying to be innovative. I've been very vocal about that throughout the show's years. I love the fact that he's bringing an experience that if anyone wants to enjoy it, they can go enjoy this. This should not be harming anyone. No. If you feel this harms you <laughs> in a hobby yeah. where you are literally collecting pieces of cardboard with stamped on sports players on them, if you think that this is ruining your life, go look in the mirror and reevaluate. <laughs> I know that's harsh. And I know that it's too broad to cover all the instances and evidence that people think that this guy's a scumbag. Uh I don't agree with it. I don't. Mm. I would love for you and I, at some point, to make a trip. Let's go watch a baseball game, which I don't love, but I'll watch baseball. (laughs) And let's go to this card shop. Yeah, you know, Why not experience it? Why not experience it, right? I mean, it's right next to the stadium. You know that I'm trying to hit all the major baseball stadiums um, before my daughter turns 18. Right. I looked this summer, and flights were atrocious. I mean, we're talking like $800, $900 direct from Salt Lake. I mean, that made no sense. But Atlanta's on the list, you know. Right. Um, but yeah. not, not Jeff's fault. No, not uh, just fault. Airplane, just saying the logistics of getting there. Yeah. Right. No, I mean, I'm sure we could find some way, you know, tangentially to blame him for the cost of the flights, you know. Oh, I'm and, sure people out there are doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the easy thing for people to do on the internet is to criticize and be negative, right? You know, you have no skin in the game and it's easy to just poop on other people. I didn't put comments in here. Mm-hmm. X went wild on Jeff. Mm. Just silly comments. I didn't put them on there, but you're right. People love to hide behind a keyboard and be negative. Yeah, the good old internet warriors, so to speak. Mm -hmm. 
Um, on the flip side of it, I've seen most of the things that he's trying to propose in other versions of card shops. So I don't know that any of this is original. He just seems to have the money for it to make it look pretty. And, you know, that's that's coming from a, a place of privilege, I guess you could say, you know. But um, if he's got the money to spend it, I mean, this is probably a really positive way to do it. I mean, he seemed genuine in fostering community through it. Um, I mean, he recognizes that there is breaking as part of the hobby. There is trading as part of the hobby. There is buying and selling as part of the hobby. I mean, he's covering all the bases. And if he does a good job with it, um, I think Atlanta is going to be better for it. And one of the interesting things we did not touch on was the fact that he is offering an experience where you can shop virtually. Um, and so Instagram live, there were like, you know, these virtual card shows and he's taken that one step further by saying, you know, okay, kind of like you put in your order at Walmart or target for a person to go pick off things off the shelf for you. Um, kind of in that similar vein, he's going to have people that are there with the ability to film or show you uh, what's in those display cases, what's in the shop for you to be able to just maybe have access to stuff that you wouldn't have otherwise. I mean, if the selection is truly as great as he's promising to have it be, that could be a fun way to experience, you know, um, or have access to cars that is not ComC, that is not PWCC, that is not eBay, that is not Alt, um, you know, and so maybe that will be a positive for the more average collector. Tim, even though you did not share the numerous torts that are delicious that Dan sent our way, I think you articulated <laughs> that beautifully. Thanks. I completely agree with everything you just said. Wow. Jeff, if you're listening, we'd love to come out and see your card shop. I think it's a great idea. I love that you're doing it. And I can't wait to go see it. Cool. Yeah. Nice show. That is Chad. Possibly more negative than I am today. This is Tim. A big proponent of the hobby and new innovative ideas for card shows and card collectors alike. And toward, apparently. Yeah, love torts. I swear in our group chat, it wasn't more than five seconds after I asked people what the results of my MRI were going to be before Dan had that picture of that big veiny monster on there. (laughs) 